welcome to another episode of the Fellas 5 Podcast, the only podcast that you can find Warren, Kev, Chris, Mario, and myself, the Fellas 5. Unconfirmed. And you're not, and you're not, and who are you? uh, uh, First of all, I dare there be another podcast with the five of us on it. Is it? Right. I mean, chances are, chances are slim, but you don't know. Kev, you're on the podcast? You said with the names, people don't know, you know, some, it's it's possible people got the same name. It's the five, the five of us together though. All those names. Anyway, what, today's episode, <laughs> uh, we're talking about um, a very, maybe challenging topic for some, for some of our listeners, but we get into it, you know, it's a real thing. You got five black males here, so we're going to talk about the N-word today, uh, how we feel about it. Um, what we think about it and uh, how it impacts us and any other extemporaneous stuff. However, tonight, I do have to remind the audience, uh, we are down one member again. We're, we're, we're doing this thing. Uh, <laughs> brother Chris is out, personal reasons, and uh, we hope him that he's well and safe and he and his family are, are doing all right. But uh, Fellas 5 still goes on. And uh, Chris, we hope you're listening. We know you're listening. We love you, bro. And uh, we about to get on into this. So, the N-word. We, we've even debated amongst the four of us right here just now. Are we even going to say it? And uh, we might as well. The N-word, nigga, right? Or for those that um, like the hard E-R, nigger. Uh, how does that just we can just go around? How does hearing either of those words make you feel? Just as a gut emotional, just like initial reaction. Warren. <laughs> I, I have one. It's a word that I'm familiar with. It's a word that I've heard, so I don't have any specific reactions to it. To either? Uh, either iteration? Nope. Okay. Mary, what about you? Um I, uh, I, I think that depends. Honestly, for me, I don't, I don't think. I want to say it depends, and then, uh, and then part of me wants to say I don't care as much. Like, granted, racism is a thing. It's, it's never going anywhere. So I don't care about everything that goes on. It's not going to go anywhere. That's, that's something that is just embedded in people, um, and it'll be here, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. forever for generations to come unfortunately as much as you know there's movements that try to undo what has been done for generations before us even in our generation and the generation to come there are still people being raised in like with like hatred and things like that right. um so like I say it doesn't bother me because it's just like I know who I am like as a person and I'm really comfortable who I am as a person um so somebody else using like that term towards me I guess in like a negative manner Mm -hmm. um you know I'm disappointed and disgusted by it yeah but I I just I don't think I'll allow that to like affect me like you know how people get irate and it's just like you call me what and you know people you know, want to do negative things or want to fight or be violent or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I don't think I feel that way. I did when I was younger. I, ha- I definitely had an experience. Um, I was like 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met up with my friend. Um, he went to school out, uh, out in the county. He went to, uh, what is it? Catholic school. He went to Catholic school. And um, I went up there to hoop. Like we hooped up there or whatever after school. Um, we done walk to the bus stop to head back, you know, to head back home. And, um, these white kids driving about driving by, um, while we sitting at the bus stop, like, what are you doing in this neighborhood? You fucking niggers. Wow. For a second, I was kind of dazed. Um, cause I was just kind of like, what, like what just happened? And it took a little bit for it to register. Um, and then I did, I, I, I did get irate. Like I did get mad. Cause that was like one of like my first like experiences like that. Probably, it probably was my first experience to be honest. Um, so like, I just, I didn't know how 
Like, I didn't know how to feel. Right. Like, I felt disgusted. I felt disrespected. I was angry. I had a tad bit of rage. And granted, I was out amongst, like, a group of friends. So that kind of, like, elevated it a little bit because they were irate and upset, too. Um, but, like, as an adult, I think, like, the mad part, I don't think I I get like that. Like, I just, I'm disgusted. I'm disappointed and that type of thing. But, yeah, I don't I don't think it, it affects me to that point anymore. Mm-hmm anymore because like i said i just i have a better understanding of just like who i am as a person and i'm like i'm okay with who i am as a person um but i mean the the other version of it i use very often um and then it makes me think about why i use it sometimes but i feel like that's embedded in me too okay of like using that term you know everybody classifies it as like well, using it amongst one another, it's a term of endearment. No, it's not. I, I don't I don't think it is. No, it's not. But I'm used to doing it. Like I saw my parents do it. Right. They talked amongst family members and things like that with one another. So for me it was just, you know, it, it became like a normal thing. But thinking about it as I get older and then, you know, when you put the light on it for me to actually think about it. It's kind of just like, why do I? And you're saying like the N-I-G-G-A. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, why do I? Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it kind of left me in a, in, a, in, a, in a place like, well, why do I use it? And now I kind of got to, you know, work through that and, uh, and see what comes from that. But I mean, either iteration, I'm not getting angry or upset about it regardless of whatever race, color, or creed decides to say anything about it. I may, like I said, I may be disgusted. I may be disappointed, but um, I'm not getting shooken by it or anything like that. Not anymore anyway, so I say. Um, but, yeah. All right, Kev, what you got? Uh, I appreciate the uh, two, two brothers uh, going first. I... I go back and I don't really go back and forth. Um, I I go back and forth to say I've been trying to eliminate it from my everyday vocabulary for for a few years. Um, And like Rio, it still sometimes slides out. Um, You know, it's definitely I I definitely repeat it if it's in a song. Um, Different movies. um, You know, like if I'm quoting the Kevin Hart comedy special or something like that um i don't i don't you know i used to use it and and as real was saying and some people say it's a term of endearment i don't know if it's really endearing it's just kind of a like sometimes you be like mine <laughs> you know even now on the, on the podcast it's hard to uh to kind of say it because I, I don't like it i don't want it to be be said more in everyday lexicon or everyday conversation amongst people, right? So, like, amongst the wrong people, really. So, I guess by me saying, maybe you shouldn't say it, then I myself, I look at myself in the mirror and be like, all right, I should probably stop saying it myself. And that's kind of how I view it. I know I still do do it occasionally. Um, but, um, you know, Blake, my son, actually asked about it a few months back. Um, ah, really? We, we were listening to a song. And he's like, what does this word mean? And I was like, ah, ah. Great question. Ah. <laughs> so I gave him the light. I didn't give him the whole history, which I should have, actually. That was a teaching moment. I wanted him to understand, like, when it was appropriate, if it was appropriate. It's too soon for him to know the difference. So I was like, you know, something's funny you probably should stay away from. And he goes to a... Uh, you know, a school where he's, you know, there are not a lot of, there's not a lot of diversity. So, you know, that, that could be kind of challenging for him to navigate that. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, you, you hear it in rap music, you might hear it in an R&B song too. Um, movies again, you know, where I don't like the word for sure, the hard ER, of course. And then I, I don't like it when, um, you know, people who are not in the, in the black or African-American culture, uh, use it. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't like that. I don't. I, I still get 
a, a twinge of upset or, or, or disappointed or angry, depending on the, the way and the circumstance, um, you know, if people are using it um, to belittle black people, you know, um, there's a post, there's a social media post that's floating around from uh, this woman in like a bagel shop in Manhattan. And, um, and, um, and she called the, the black guy behind the counter, uh, not just the N word, but a, a bitch ass N word. Uh-huh. And, um, and then she justified it as a white lady. She justified it because she had biracial children. So I got black children. I can say what I want to say. Whoa. That's what he is. I was like, whoa. So, um, yeah, it still bothers me. Um, you know, so, um, I don't know. There, there's another one where there, there's an announcer doing a game uh, a few weeks ago or maybe a week ago. Oh, yeah. He, I think he was thought he was on a, a, a quiet mic or a dead mic, whatever they call it. Michael's live. You're talking about the, 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 the announcer at the high school game? Yeah. Yeah. On the yeah. That was oh. crazy. Yeah. So, you know, to know people still have those feelings. I, I mean, yeah, even more so to going on that. Like the last, you know, since 2016 and that election, you know, that that segment of the world who wanted to do hateful things um, was empowered in a way um, that was a little bit different for the 2000s. Um, maybe it wasn't so different, but the the frequency and the the volume, if you will, of the the uh, the use of hate speech, if you if you will, has increased, and and it hasn't actually gone away with the new administration. I think you know I might have been a little bit naive thinking it was going to be you know. Uh, a, a change. In I mean, direction. it just. I yeah. mean, it just and like it the presidency. Not. The presidency just doesn't started, matter. So yeah, it's true, true. But yeah, I mean, they they've been empowered for the last four years, and they feel like you know expressing that thing, expressing that is okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay because at the hot like that the highest office you can hold in our country kind of endorsed it. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. endorsed it without saying it, mm-hmm. but saying it. You know. So, I mean, when you say it's good people on both sides, <laughs> that's the stamp of right? <laughs> so, approval. So to endorse, like to endorse that type of behavior, to endorse that type of methodology or, you know, state of mind. Yeah, that's not going to go away, you know, just with a change in office. Like, it's not going to be like, oh, all right, well, he's gone. So it's time to go back into hiding. No, they've been loud and proud for yeah. years now. No, that, that like, as it, it was it was quick to unpack that. It's gonna it's gonna take time to pack that back. And again, like I said, it doesn't go away. They just go dormant. Like it's it quieter. doesn't. Yeah. It's it's never gonna go away. Like it's mm-hmm. not going to. So go ahead, Q. Yeah. Um. So for me, uh, I'm conscientious of it. Like every time I say it, or every time I hear it, um, it is. I can't say I've struggled with it because so like in, in my own inner thoughts, right? If I'm by myself, I'm talking to myself because I do that. It's fine. It's completely normal. It's um, totally fine. I do it all the time. Yeah. I, I get judged drop, about it and I do not care. Yeah. I probably drop it more than I would like to admit. Um, but I rarely, if ever, direct it towards anybody. And even when I do like in like a, a loving, joking manner, I still always feel a, a twinge of guilt because it's like there's a better word choice, and I, I found myself finding other words. And it was actually interesting. We were, um, I was away on vacation in a different country, and they had a remix of a song. And instead of saying the N word, they said "winner." I was like, "Wait a second, I like this." I was like, "My winner." My winner, my winner, my winner. I was like, yeah, wait a second. This is like a different way to like conceptually like flip this all together. Now, I'm not saying that like that needs to be like fully embraced. And I want people walking down the street. Hey, what's up, my winner? Because then I know what you're doing. That's not cool. However, I just thought for that moment in that song, I was like, that's a that's a very interesting choice to use something that's uh more positive as opposed to the opposite 
Okay. Let me let me ask you a quick question. I want you to keep going though, because I, yeah. I like the flow. But um, same song. I think I was away too, or whatever. Same song. I hit it. My hit or whatever. I love yeah. it. Like I'm like, oh, that's a better way. But at the same time, when people start plugging in hitter, winner, uh, ninja, um, is it all the same? Does it like you know? I mean, how do how do you feel toward those? The plugs. So, so the plugs are it. <laughs> It's almost like putting a colorful Band-Aid on it. It's still a scar, right? It's still yeah. there. You still know, it's, and it still stings if you touch it the wrong way or if water goes up, whatever. Like, it's still there. But it might look a little better or it might feel a little better just in that moment. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's still there. And the, and the strange thing is, even by, like, trying to omit it, you end up still calling more attention to it. So it's like, it just ends up being like, oh, I, I heard it though. Even though I didn't expressly hear it, I didn't literally hear it. I heard it because it was omitted or it was changed to something else. So um, the ER word, I, I don't think I've ever directly heard it. I've seen it. Um, but I also think to me that when people use that word, they use it in a way because to them, they feel like that word has power. That word has power to make black people lose their fucking minds. <laughs> but when people don't, then they just look as though they're trying to perpetuate some sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to perpetuate a reaction or a violence. They're trying to provoke something. And when they don't get it, then they're just left looking really, really obviously stupid. It's like, I see what you're trying to do, but I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't respond to that. Because one, like Mario said, I know who I am. That's not me. But at the same time, I know that's a tactic. You want me to react to that. And by reacting to it, I kind of give that word more power than it means. Mm-hmm. Now, but here's the. Here's where it gets really fun with this word. Hot right now, Dizzy. You hot right now. Keep going. If the if the word itself, we break it down to what it actually means, it means an ignorant person. If I'm not mistaken, unless that's changed in 2021. Uh, that's the definition. So, so if it's an ignorant person, then why even make the assumption or why even believe that it's solely <laughs> it's solely allotted for black people or people of color? Because it doesn't. I would almost argue to say we had one in the office for the last four years. Spot on. Well, truth is... not talking about Barack. Just just to kind of jump in, Q, um, it was was used at one point by the majority to refer to the Irish. Ah, yes. Yes. So, right. So... Yeah, I just kind of wanted to put that out there. I mean, keep you know, keep flowing, but I just wanted to kind of make sure that that was something heard. Yeah. So it, it's it's interesting, right? I don't like the use of the word period because being somebody who who is really big on lexicon and, and using different types of words to express how you feel, I feel as though by using that word is just lazy, right? If I'm referring to one of you guys, I could say my brother, my homie. My friend, my my ace boom coon, my you know, rolled up, whatever. I could say any number of different things, or I could just refer to you by name. So it, for me, it just comes off as a little bit lazy sometimes too. Um, but it's also interesting the the conversation that it starts. Um, I want to talk about when I was younger, how I, how I had an impact on how that word had an impact on me. But I want to give you guys the opportunity to kind of uh reflect or, or say say y'all peace too. I wanna jump in real quick for what it's worth. Um the Merriam Webster dictionary says that there is a widespread belief that the original meaning of, of nigger with the ER as defined in dictionaries was an ignorant person as re, as a related belief um that the current dictionary definitions describe it as uh hateful racist uh, hateful re- racist epithet um those are a recent change. We don't know the source of those beliefs, but they are not accurate. So they say the, the word was first included in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary in 1864, at which time it was defined 
as a synonym, a synonym of Negro, um, but using it in a way that was uh, for derision or, or depreciation. Um, they said there was, uh, they've never published the definition of it being an ignorant person, um, and they don't know of any such definition in any earlier dictionary. So just a clear, I guess, that up. I've heard it both ways. Um, I think there's a word in old English, like nigard, which means like cheap or something like that. Um, yep. Yep. Um, so, um, I, you know, I don't know back to that original piece. I mean, going back, there's definitely, if you think about slavery times, there's the whole, you know, Negro, Negro, that color. Um, and, and, you know, in Spanish, the word for black is Negro. Um, so like, I, I don't know if it's, you know, that Latin kind of, origin and uh like you said nigger is a derivative of that um but um but yeah i mean as you said any feelings on it you know i i uh i brought a new house um (laughs) because uh i was i was mowing the lawn and i couldn't i couldn't hear but you could have you know if you wanted to write a depiction uh, a, a scene of what life was like in, in Trump's America. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a white guy and a pickup truck driving by in the suburbs and, and yelling profanities at a, uh, a family of color, uh, who's doing something as simple as mowing a lawn and, and, you know, playing with his young son. Um, so yeah, so, um, so that happened, that was, you know, like 2017, 2016. So, um, you know, um, heard it before, um, you know, being, you know, it was weird. A lot of people feel like stuff like this doesn't happen. I just said, you know, the example of the thing, um, that happened in, um, in Manhattan and, and, and Quan, you can give me some color on this too. Um, a lot of people feel like stuff like this, I think if you have a general conversation about racism, and in, in that term specifically, it's like it doesn't happen in the, in the North, right? But like the example I gave earlier happened in Manhattan, in New York City. Uh, mine's was just outside of Philadelphia. Um, when I was younger and we would play basketball tournaments in, in different communities, um, you know, you might hear it buzzing around the stands mm-hmm. sometimes. So, um, and this is in Jersey. So like, you know, um, it, it's definitely here. Um, where it should not be, right? You think of the states that first, and I say should not be, that's probably a little bit Captain America of me too, probably thinking things are a little bit uh, a little bit better than they actually are. Um, it was definitely racist up here. <laughs> right. Definitely, it's definitely racist up here. Um, definitely people who who still hold those sentiments, right? That is not loud, right? They say, as you, you know, maybe help me with, in the South, um, things are more, you know, what did they say? The races are more, um, out in the open, out in the open. Right. And up here, it's just hidden. And it's like, it's probably better to know exactly where you stand. Mm-hmm. I go somewhere. If I see a Confederate flag on your door, I'm not going in that door. You know what I mean? Cool. You got that up here. You don't really know where you're going to get confronted with it. It can just hit you one day at a supermarket or walking down the street. So, um, you know, uh, I don't know, I'll, pause, I'll pause there, just kind of just just putting that idea that you know it, it's everywhere. You hear it in random spots sometimes. Um, it's definitely used to pressure buttons. Um, yeah, I'll pause there. Okay. Uh, but when I was younger, living in Detroit, um, my mom tells me this story, or has told me the story. I was, my mom was at work. I was staying with my grandmother, uh, and. Uh, she said, she came to pick me up one day. I was crying. And she was like, what's the matter? And I told her, grandma called me a nigger. And I was just like devastated. And like that, I don't know where that kind of came from. But I was like truly like <laughs> devastated as a, as a young kid. Because to me, I, I didn't identify as that. And I didn't even know. I probably didn't even know what the word was, to be honest with you, but maybe I picked up on the connotation of it being a bad thing, 
when I was younger. And, um, you know, hearing conversations, you know, that start with this blank at my job, this blank over here, this, and it's never a positive thing. <laughs> so, um, I, in some respects, like that kind of stuck with me. And at one point in my life, it was, um, it was a, it, it was to a detriment, right? So I got to a point where I started seeing it as like an us versus them. I was like, no, 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 no. You got black people and then you got N words. And I'm like, well, see, no, that's, that's not, that's not a constructive thing either because, you know, that, that then further marginalizes people that are already marginalized. And it's not us versus them. It's just us. It's we. It's all of us in total. And we have to do a better job across the board. So if I see somebody that's failing or needs help, as opposed to me trying to categorize them, it's incumbent upon me to help that person. Because like Warren said last week, some people just don't know. They can't do better because they don't know better. But if I know better, if I can help, that's my opportunity to help. And not to just say, well, Look at them. They're not doing. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Who am I then? Um, I've been feverishly writing because that's what I do. You know, I just take notes and stuff, so I have places to come back to. Um, and I have a number of things that I, I'd be interested to kind of explore a little bit. But one of the things that I think probably is the most important to, uh, or I guess, I find more important to say right now is, um, is around meaning and how we associate meaning. So, so one of the things, the, the, this line that kind of came to me was, words don't hurt, meaning does. And I think we're in this place where we're, we, we plural, we humans, as, as we navigate our different circles, our different groups, our different relationships, we often assume meaning, right? We, and we associate meanings to things, to, to action, to statements, to behaviors, to, you know, images, all of these things. And I feel like words are just a thing, right? Words are a tool to convey message. And I think what happens is the meaning that's associated with these words are what ends up making people feel the way they feel. Um, it could be what I understand to be your meaning or what I assume to be your meaning. It could be what I know is your meaning, um, but I think it's really about the meaning, right? As an example, um, and and kind of work with me on this one. Like, so a if if someone is accidentally hit with a hammer, like you know, if you know my little one is holding a nail and you know I'm I'm trying to you know bang this nail in and I hit their their finger, it may hurt, but like oh it was an accident, I'm sorry, and it doesn't hurt as much as if. Uh, I didn't apologize or I wasn't remorseful for it, right? So I think what would be more hurtful than the actual impact of the hammer on the finger is the, you meant to do this, like you meant to hurt me, like there was this intention behind what you've done. So kind of all of this to say, or just kind of offer this idea of what we associate as meaning to words, right? And I think, you know, kind of to the initial uh, inquiry, Quan, about um, what we, how we feel, what our instant reactions are when we hear these words, well, I hear them as words, right? So when you hear the word, um, you know, please, when you hear the word tree, when you hear the word geometry, like I don't necessarily have reactions unless I give them context. There's a tree about that's about to fall on your house. Um, you know, you're going to fail a geometry test, right? You know, you know, um, please hand me the juice, right? I think when we give meaning and context to these words, I think they feel a certain way. So the reason these words up front didn't have any make any stirs or many movements in me is because I I identify them as words. Um, when I hear them, you know, I hear them in songs, I'll hear them in speech, and I just hear that as a song or as something being said. If it's said to me, I mean, am I putting energy into what you're saying to me? If you know, if someone uses it at me or to me, which has happened before, you know, in positive and negative settings, I mean, it's it's, it's something you're using to convey a message, right? You're telling me how you feel. I have not given any meaning. Like, I don't know you or, you know, I don't know you, so I'm not feeling anything. I don't have a connection to how you may feel about me because you don't know me. Um, and if someone says it to me 
that I have a relationship with someone that I have a relationship with already. And it's something that's said in, you know, in a different type of context that's more familiar and comfortable. You know, I see it as, okay, this is a way that I'm connecting or this person is choosing to connect with me, but I'm not looking at it as this word that they've used. It's how they are expressing this to me and what I understand is their meaning. So, yeah, I mean, I, just, I, I don't know. I just wanted to put that out there as my thoughts on words and meanings and, and how, I guess, how we engage in language and communication and just what we put into it and, and what we take out of it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I remember I was back in college and uh, I just started literally dating, not even like with this person at the time, but we were like kind of getting to know each other dating. And uh, a friend of hers, not from this country, was uh, singing a song, Cars. And a word came up. And without any hesitation, and with all the full joy and exuberance that one would sing a song, she dropped the N word. And we had what I can call a teachable moment in terms of cultures. <laughs> and said, look, I know it's part of the song. But in this country, you just skip that part of the song because somebody not knowing you here's the, you say that that's gonna take it the wrong way. That's just we don't do that here. Yeah, that's for your own benefit. Don't don't do it. We can talk about it more later. It doesn't make sense. I know. However, everything in life doesn't need to make sense for you to know that you shouldn't do it. So let's just not do that. That was a that was a very interesting thing because most people we know, you know, at least from our from our country, from our culture, you know, they may be singing a song, they may be like all into it, but then that word comes up, they're like ah, and then baby. So uh, that's a normal thing. So it's it's awkward to hear it come out, and you're just like, oh, this motherfucker right there, and then it becomes a thing. So. Um, yeah, it's um, it's it's one of those words, it, and I feel like it's we've we've made it an American thing, but best believe, like people say in other countries or other countries have different words. Trevor Noah was actually talking about that, one of his specials. Like America has an N word, and then South Africa has like a different word, but it's mm -hmm. just as bad or just the same. But it's so who. And I feel like this is one of those questions that people may want to know, right? Who can use the word and why? Who, okay, I, I'll do you one better. Who should use the word and why? Should and could are different. I know, but I'm saying who should. That's why he changed. Well, let's I know, I'm just saying, well, should. Should and could is definitely different. Yeah, yeah right. should. No one should, I think. Well, why I think we should try to get rid of it. Yeah, so why does anybody? Because, <laughs> because people of color, not even people of color, People of black ancestry could. Right. And, and I always say, like, I just feel like it's lazy. Like, we can find a different word. But we could. I mean, but some people really do own. Let me, let me say real quick. Some people really do own the idea of, like, we have repossessed the word and now it is ours. Like, so now we can do what we want with it because we, we have taken the meaning and defined it for ourselves. There are a lot of black folks who feel that way. Um, I don't know that I agree. I don't. A hundred percent with that. Um, but there are people who feel that way. Yeah, and I get it. I understand it's like a, a means to like cope, but at the end of the day, I also I just I don't I don't bang with it. As for some reason I don't really bang with soul food. It's like on a certain level. Oh, oh. Hear, me hear me out, hear me out. A lot of soul food, right? Were the scraps from the people in the house. That's factual. And so to to turn around and say like, oh, this is like our heritage. I'm not. No, I'm not going to. Levels to this trash though. is yeah. going to be my heritage. It's not going to do it because that's Italian, why... Italian cuisine, that's not scraps. French cuisine, not scraps. German cuisine, not scraps. So, I'm not saying you should eat chitlins because the swine is not divine. You I mean, I, obviously, but like there are other things where it's like, it's like so. Wait, I'm a I'm gonna eat the knuckles of of uh of the or whatever like I mean those things but I'm not gonna eat like the other parts like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna embrace those things I'm not gonna make that part of 
my heritage. I'm just going to stick with what my ancestors ate because that's all they could eat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? I hear you. I, I think there are different parts of the, what would you call that? The uh, animal? I would nah, say delicacy, uh, whatever that makes, that makes up soul food. So I know, I, what's the word I was looking for? No, it's not even, del- it's uh, other, there are other components to a menu that embodies what would be soul food. I know like chitlins are yeah. uh, scraps and um, hog maws <laughs> and all that. Um, cornbread even is a, a byproduct, I think, or somehow like grits and all that stuff. Right. Um, even though I love, I love, you know, I'm, I'm down with some grits, but um, yeah. all that stuff is what we had access to that was like a byproduct of like corn or some other feed or some other thing um, back in the day that now is like part of a main, like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, cuisine. Um, but Warren, you were, you were starting to say something earlier and I kind of cut you off and I apologize. No, no, no. I, I mean, I I really am interested in putting some energy into who we think, who, who, well, I guess the levels of this, right? So it's important to understand that the word is going to be used, right? We, you know, I feel like it's, it's understood that maybe the word doesn't need to be used and it is used. And I think there are exceptions made. Some people get passes for using it and others don't. And I feel like there is, there are mixed reviews on that and some confusion around it. Mm-hmm. And I think it may I think it may be interesting to kind of give some energy to what our understandings of these accepting acceptances and you know passes are and where it can't happen and why it can't happen. You know, it doesn't have to be a ton of time, but I, I I'd like to hear some, you know, some thoughts on it. Sure. And you know, and, and, and I'll and I'll start. I'll okay. allow me. Um so where I grew up in New York, when I grew up in New York, um, it was it was a word that was used, I guess, around the people. It was used by the people who I grew up around, right? It was used. It was just something that was used. Um, and go ahead. Here we go. Here we go. I feel it happening. Yep. I'll, I'll pass. I'll pass. <laughs> Thank you. You were trying to. You were wondering <laughs> if it was before or after the Great Depression. I was wondering if it was like when, when New York was purchased from the Native American tribes um, wow. in the region. I didn't know what. It's a good timeline. thing. I know you all love me because because it makes me it makes this easier to bear. Um, it's a running joke in so our podcast. So. I feel like there are groups of people that can use it without issue. So I feel like obviously people, um, black people, African Americans, however one identifies. I feel like there are situations where Latinx can use it. I know there are situations where Asian population can use it. Um, and it's okay. And then I feel like there are some there are some groups that are unable to use it without, you know, a stern talking to, a finger wagging, a slap on the hand, or what have you. So I'm so any any thoughts, any responses to? Go ahead, Quan. I was gonna say nobody should use it. Period. I mean, I don't, I don't that like hearing somebody. Oh, you, excuse me. And you use it, right? I, so I, I, like I said, like I said, I don't think anybody should use it, including myself. Right. And but my my point, that's my point. And we use it, right? So I don't think it, you're right. I think it is it is an easy way out. I think sometimes we do just make make ourselves have easier speech. We don't necessarily spend time, you know, crafting our, our statements and curating our conversations. Mm-hmm. So we say things that maybe we in a in, in better judgment would not use. But I think it's important to understand that some people are going to use it. Right. Even so, though it's not something that's gonna happen or that, that we think should happen or is important to happen. So something that we explore, I'll jump in as you guys are going back and forth quite I want you to keep going, but like we, we often explore in this podcast, um and, and did a whole podcast on this you know, are we being our authentic selves, right? And we say we should not use it. But if we do do it sometimes, would that make the N-word part of our authentic selves, like our, our authentic vernacular? Because um, I have to actively try not to use it sometimes. Um, 
Um, which begs the question of like that that should piece, right? We all feel like, or I can maybe say, I think we all kind of did say that that you know we should not. The society as a whole should not say it. Um, but then I think that's maybe what you're getting at is is the why around that and defining the why. And um, until we get to that place, as you're saying, Warren, who who can? Um, but you know, I figure I figure I, I should mention that because like I feel like not saying it is aspirational to where we want to be as a society, right? But then, you know, where are we today? People say it. You can't sing or rap a Jay-Z song or a anybody rap for the most part without saying it. So um I don't know. But but go yeah, ahead. Yeah. I mean, oh, like, or yeah. more. Go ahead, Warren. Actually, let me jump in and real quick. Sure. And Kevin, it's when it's interesting because people will likely feel more comfortable swearing, right? Using words that are oh yeah more situationally identified as profanity before saying the n-word right which i think is is i think it's very interesting i think like that the messaging that can be taken from that i think just kind of the whole delivery because we we've you know collectively i guess as a podcast have you know used profanity and not that we're you know not like it's harlem nights you know it's not like it's mm-hmm. it's anything obsessive i mean it's more to punctuate a a, a statement or sentiment of feeling what have you but when it comes to the n-word it does feel like um uh, maybe uh, mm-hmm. kind of like tiptoeing. so kevin you're spot on and i think a lot your sentiments exactly you know kind of summarize what i was feeling like why why aren't we saying why we feel we should not say it and until it is something that is removed who is allowed who has permission to so sorry, Kiwi, that you know affects you. I mean, okay, so put it like this, right? Who, who, who do you give the allowance to uh, slap you in the face? My mama, barely. <laughs> Not even. I'm a grown man. She can't slap me no more. So, so <laughs> zero so, so it becomes a thing of like, if if it can be taken the wrong way, right? If if it could be like a love tap, right? Versus like like a full on slap. If we just get rid of that altogether, then we never have to worry about that at all. But if we if we're gonna say like, well, this person can give me like a love slap every now and then, like then it that just creates an allowance for it to happen, period, which then allows it to continue to live on. Like, and I'm not I'm not saying that we need to start you know some sort of big you know march to never use the word again. However, I still feel as though using the word is just lazy. It's like we we all have better vocabulary. We can find something else, even if it's a curse word, because we, we make conscientious decisions and choices to use the word, because I think we all recognize when we say it. I just said it. Okay. All right, I said it. Like, everybody. So it's not a thing of, like, we just say it casually, and, like, we don't even recognize, like, oh, I, 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 I said it. Like, I think most people do. I just want to point out um, to all of our listeners and us on the call that Juan did a, he's been doing an, a very fantastic Warren impression for the past maybe 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Come on. I want to make sure that I acknowledge that Quan, he would, yes, he would get one of those acting awards for <laughs> acting like But anyway, uh, no, that's it. That's all I got. Mary, what about you? I think Warren had a question. Wow. Well, Warren uh, had a question. Yeah, it was like 45 minutes to an hour ago. About um who who gets to use it and, and why. So we said could and should. We did. Was, yep. Yeah. And I and I agreed with Kevin that nobody should use it. There we go. They left. Let's stop using it, Warren. <laughs> How about this then? Let me all right, let's do this. So uh, honestly, out of this group, probably I probably use it the most. To, to, honestly, to be truthful, yeah, it's probably me. Because, Quine, you're right. You really don't use it. Like, Quine uses it, like, seldomly. Honestly, I, I, hmm. Kev, I don't hear you say it that much either. You do, but I don't hear you say it that much either. Mm-hmm. And, Warren, I don't hear you say it at all. Yeah, That's not to say I agree with that. It, but I don't hear you say it at all, Warren. Like, I don't. I don't hear you say it at all. And, honestly, when I'm around you guys, when I'm with you guys, I do use it a lot less. 
I do. I don't Positive. use it at often. But honestly, in my, I guess when I am to myself or when I am speaking to others, I do use it more. Mm. And I use it a lot more freely. But like, it's, again, like, it's used in my family. Like, my sisters speak that way. My mother speaks that way. Like, my mother uses that term. And the, and, the, and the crazy thing is, I just had a conversation with my father, like a week ago, <laughs> and my and my father deemed my mother white. Wow, which honestly could be debatable. Okay, if you trace my mother's lineage, it could be debatable. Mm. Truth, truthfully, it could be debatable. Um, but so and that, and that's the crazy thing because even like growing up. My mother nor my father classified my mother as anything other than African-American. She was always classified as African-American. And I mean, my father was obviously African-American, if you know my father. Um, But yeah, like I was having a conversation with my dad. My dad was telling me like, yeah, uh, yeah, your your mom's pretty much white. And I'm like, excuse me? Uh, uh, can you can you correct that, please? Like in 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 my thirty six years of existence, my mother has never been classified as white. <laughs> what is happening right now? Like, what's happening? <laughs> I woke up, my mom was white. She was never white before. I'm like, what's happening? But then he told me he was like, well, you know, he's like, you know, your grandmother was Italian, and then he told me my grandfather was Hispanic. My grandfather wasn't Hispanic, so my grandfather was Indian. Oh, yes, but my uh, yeah, my mom's dad was Indian, like Indian or Native American. I, I'll go with Native American. Okay, okay, yeah, Fair. I'll go with Native American. Um, so I'm like, well, one, you don't even know what anybody is right saying this, <laughs> and two, if that's the case, or if you felt that way, why would you guys never say that? To like you didn't say that to any of us, right? Because honestly, truth be told, I probably would identify a little different mm-hmm. if I felt that way. You know, I would, I would, if I grew up feeling like I had a white parent, right? I would identify differently. Like okay. I wouldn't look at things the honestly the way I do now. I grew up feeling like I had two. Black parents. And to my knowledge, I had two black parents. Right, I know, I, I know my, my grandmother was Italian, very much so. Mm-hmm. But my mother has identified as African American. To my knowledge, my father identified as my mother being African American. To my knowledge, I lived in an African American household. Like I I, I was never raised with the idea that I lived in an interracial household or anything like that. Right. So like after having that conversation, I'm kind of like, what? Like I honestly, I was honestly confused. I was more confused after the phone call than during. Like during the phone call, I'm just like, yo, Pop, you don't know what you're talking about. But afterwards, like I guess it sunk in a bit. And I'm just like, wait, what? So was I lied to? Isn't that gonna make you like an Italian American? I'm just saying, I may, I may have felt different. I may have wanted to embrace or look into other things, like while growing up. Like, I, if I, if, if I was to be deemed like biracial, like, oh no, you're white and black, pretty much. I'm pretty sure I would have identified a little different. Like, I'm almost certain I would have. Granted, obviously, I don't know that. I don't know now because, again, I'm 36 years old and. I, to my knowledge, I was raised as 100% African American with two African American parents. Right. But to have that conversation with my father is kind of like things could have turned out different. Honestly, things would have turned out different. I, I, I obviously I can't tell that to be true. Like I, I have no idea. Can't go backwards. Right. But. Like to have it presented to me like that, I kind of like I kind of got stuck for a second. Like things could have turned out a lot different for me, or like like my my thought process and 
I guess, like I said, the way I identified, like it could have been totally different. And then hearing the N word would have hit different for you too. Exactly. It would have. It definitely would have. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you. Appreciate that. So since we were talking about the, um, since the topic of, of identity and, and how things are in America, did we want to uh, shed some light or give our perspective on, you know, kind of what's been going on in terms of the Asian hate um, that we've experienced uh, in this country as of late, um, with obviously with the, the shooting at the, the spas down in Atlanta um, and the deaths and the intimidation and the threats and whatnot that many of our African, I'm sorry, Asian American uh, you know, brothers and sisters have been enduring as of late yeah I, I guess it's um you know anytime these things happen it's sad um and um it, it's a shame obviously that there are uh shootings mass shootings where the motivation um has racial underpinnings or under undertones if you will um you know, uh, there's been violence toward uh, Asians in America for the last few weeks. Um, people getting beaten up on the street, particularly a lot of old folks, um, elderly people. And um, it's sad to see. Um, you know, it, it, it's, you know, I think we are used to seeing it. Or perhaps we're more. Let me start over and say that this this event has shed a light onto the different types of um, racism. We don't always think about racism versus um, Asian Americans in the same light. Um, obviously, you know, black people had slavery and 400 years and whatnot, but oppression comes, obviously, as we're seeing, um, racism comes in many different shapes and sizes, different forms, different colors. Um, and... Um, it's a bad look. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, I hope that all of the good folks in this country can can come together. Um, this is a time for people of color, minorities, to stand together. Um, we are stronger as one. Um, you know, I've, I've seen some things um, on on social media that are a little bit divisive, like minorities saying negative things to other minorities like we had it worse like why are we comparing this and it's like no 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 we we're all in this together like um you know dr king's famous uh quote was you know injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere and like you know um we need to put an end to all racial violence um so um yeah definitely thoughts and i don't even want to do a thoughts and prayers because that's the cliche right but um hopes and um and, and real wishes to to us moving past this um both in terms of of the the violence against the asian folks and, and violence against all minorities um you know um i hope we can turn a a, a better page in this country because we had a long history of this and um it's just sad to see it's, it's not a good thing to see um you know we kind of touched on earlier that the uh the prior administration. I mean, these things have been bubbling for years, so it's not just the Trump problem, but for sure he gave it a voice that it's never had before. He gave it a power, a platform that it's never had before. And um, and like Rio said, to Rio's point earlier, un unraveling that, unwinding that, like getting it back to like a a simmer because right now it's boiling. That's gonna take time, and um, you know this this may get worse before it gets better. For me, uh, I guess, yeah, I don't want to do the cliche thing, but, you know, prayers and condolences to the families, you know, that lost someone, you know, in that uh, horrific, horrific event. Um, the thing that gets me with these types of situations is the angles the lawyers try to go to, to, um, you know, protect 
these uh, offenders. Um, when when this one clearly looks like a hate crime, it then gets changed into so, and and that's the part that's the the line that they play with. Like I'm not really the big a big fan of because be, because they they attempt to play with the mental health line, right. which again is a really big issue. Um, and if it's something that is real, is very serious. But the fact that they use mental health as a defense, um, I, is ex- I I am bothered by that extremely, and it seems to be that that is always the case in these types of situations. So I, I guess that's the that's the that's the thing I like I have to say like I'm I am tired of it always being mental health. That's not saying I have a knock against mental health. Um, I'm a strong believer in you know taking care and you know checking on mental health um, with any and everybody, but for every situation that looks like that. That is always the response. And that's suspect. Um, suspect. <laughs> it, it is suspect. And, and But the problem is to constantly call it out is kind of like, oh, so you don't care about this. Or like you're trying to denounce it. So it's like you play that line. Right. And I, I just, I don't like it at all. Like, I don't like it at all. Like, it's like literally every time we're going to go to that, you go into a, a black church and you shoot everybody up in the church. These are people you don't know at all. You have no connection to at all. And then we're going to blame it on mental health. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if I can, like, I don't know if I can rock with that. Like, I don't, but it's hard to say I can't because if it is, then it's like, I don't know how we help this person. Yeah. And again, mental health is something that is honestly, in my opinion, this is my opinion, guys. I don't have any knowledge to back this up or anything else like that. All I have is honestly personal experiences and things like that. Like, it seems as if mental health, as much as it's brought up in those types of situations, it's ignored a lot. Like, it's ignored a ton. So for, like, for all these, like, for these types of situations to occur, and then that be the case, you would think that, you know, focusing on mental health and, and, and paying attention to that in, in people in our country would be better. But it's not. It's, it's, it's like that is an escape code. Like mental health is a loophole. Like in the legal system. Mm-hmm. In the criminal system. Like it's a loophole. But then it's not a loophole for everybody, though not a loophole for everybody it's a loophole for certain races which is crazy but to wrap that up yeah like that was a an extremely horrific event and um i was definitely saddened by the families that had to lose um loved ones from like an extremely senseless senseless act um and it's just it's just honestly too much of that going on in the world right now like it just is and as much as I don't want to, you know, I guess highlight the senseless acts so much, um, it like it, it, I guess it needs some form of attention. I think for me, um, unfortunately, I don't know if this is a cynical take, but I'm like, you can't be surprised. I mean, it, I don't think that just because you're not black or you're not Hispanic, that somehow you get a pass from racism or from people hating you because you're not white or because you're different. I mean, that's the unfortunate reality of about America. It's like, I don't think anybody's ever been spared. I mean, from the beginning of this country, it's it's been black people, Hispanic people, Asian people, women, um, and then, you know, as people you know, identify themselves as different things outside of male and female, then it becomes them. And so, and then the cycle just repeats. It's, it's, it's always has been that. Um, and 
the the I don't know. The unfortunate part is that it keeps happening, right? And the only way to address these kind of things is through through knowledge, through having communication, through having dialogue, through having interaction with these people um, that are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, you know, it's 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 troubling that this person thought that this was okay to begin with. Um, it's troubling that this person thought that this was even an option. Um, that's what bothers me more than anything else. Um, and I know that as a community, that our our Asian you know brothers and sisters and our Asian community is hurting and grieving, and you know I we definitely understand that. I definitely understand that as a as a black male living in America. Um, however. I also don't want anybody, any minority population, to be naive to the fact that that sh- that would never happen to us. It it does happens to everybody, and I wish it didn't. But when you have access to power and ignorance, these things these are the crossroads. Um, so we gotta do better as a society. We got it. We gotta do better. On what you got? Um. Oh, I guess I'll do what I can to kind of keep mine short. Um. I think a lot of what we're kind of coming back to is there's a there seems to be a difficulty in in being different. Um. Seems like it's not always easy to be who you are, who you who you want to be, who you who you who you know you are, who you know who you are at your your core self. You know, there's always going to be someone that doesn't like that, doesn't want that, doesn't appreciate it, doesn't respect it, doesn't support it, doesn't encourage it, doesn't love it. And you know, to all the people that I think are struggling with, you know their differences and their independences, you know, just trying to to fit in in a place that you thought was, you know, safe and comfortable. Don't give up hope. Um, you know, I think, you know, kind of a, looking at some of the, I guess, just some of the sentiments that, you know, I, I know to be true. I mean, we're all a work in progress. I think, you know, we, we have noticed that this, we've been kind of, everybody, I think, has been subjected to some kind of wrong you know black white asian otherwise um and the hope is that you know we we can still find it within us and within ourselves to keep being who we are yeah um you know definitely uh thoughts goes out thoughts go out to the folks that have been impacted by you know these more recent um recent situations recent um terrible horrific events we're not alone um we're all kind of going through something and i hope that we can all figure out how to get through this right figure figure this out kind of be better be stronger be different tomorrow right hopefully 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 we can learn from today and make tomorrow better yeah um i also wanted to mention about that that subject um that international day there's a very important intersection that I think that also have to, to kind of call out to is that, you know, um, if these were, I kind of, kind of don't want to say it, but if these were sex workers, that's another thing that we can't just gloss over. You know, these are attack on Asians. Like, it's also attack on sex workers, if, that's, if that were the case. Um, because he quote unquote you know was had some sort of sexual addiction addiction or that was the that was given as some sort of motive or or, or mental state whatever um you know that is cause for concern um 
because everyone needs protection. So I just want to mention that as a as an intersection as well. I think. Um, any uh, anybody's final thoughts? We want to another button on things. Um, no, nah, I don't have anything else. Um, yeah, you want to close? I close out. Um, this has been another episode of the fellas five podcast uh feel free to drop us a line on our instagram fellas five podcast um hit us up in our email fellas five podcast at gmail.com you uh you know see us on anchor or whatnot drop us a message leave a voice we definitely want to respond and reply uh we want to get topics from you guys as well so we want to get your input as to things we can do to make the show better um, and to all of our international listeners, we appreciate you. Um, and we will catch you guys on the next episode.